Hey, welcome back to the Emotional Eating Therapist Show. Since we have quite a few new listeners, I thought it would be a great idea to revisit the whole concept of emotional eating and possibly point out to you why what you've been doing isn't working. So here's my promise, friend. By the end of this episode and next week's episode, you'll have the steps to reestablish a positive relationship to food so that you can stop feeling guilty after eating and instead eat mindfully so that you can enjoy food and finally look and feel like you have your shit together. How does that sound? Specifically, you're going to discover why what you've been doing for years to stop emotional eating hasn't worked and instead learn what to do. Imagine being able to skip over all of the googling, the trial and erroring, and just do what works. I know when I learned these steps that I'm going to share, it changed my life. It certainly changed my clients' lives, and I know it can change yours too. Before we dive further, let me know if you can relate to any of this. Are you tired of getting to the bottom of the chip bag and wondering how in the heck you just ate the whole gosh darn thing? Are you fed up with starting and failing diet after diet? Are you restricting specific foods because they're bad and then binging on them when no one's around? Do you hate what you see when you look in the mirror? Do you feel like a failure and that you have no willpower at all? If you're nodding your head in agreement to any of these points, I promise I'm not a stalker watching you. I know because I've done all of those things. And I promise whatever it is you're doing, and it's not working, it's not your fault. It's really hard to know who is right and who to trust. And if you feel anything like I did back in the day, I would have done just about anything to get rid of my emotional eating, except nothing seemed to work. Because the real problem is that the old way of never eating for emotional reasons just doesn't work. And when you continue to fight eating when you feel emotional over and over again, it makes the problem worse. We end up resenting food and feeling guilty anytime we eat. It's frustrating. I totally get it. You're following what the diets have told you to do and it's just not working. Let me give you an example of this. I always thought I needed to stop emotional eating, that it was derailing all of my diet attempts and it was making me fat. Flashback to the mid-2000s. On Wednesdays, my husband would be out of the house shooting pool. I took this time to order myself a stuffed crust pizza, either sausage and mushroom, or veggie, if I'm thinking I need to have more vegetables that day. Here I had the pizza all to myself. It had been a stressful week at work, and I just wanted to veg out in front of the TV, watching my show and eating my pizza. Then the voice in the back of my head would start to nag me. You shouldn't be eating your feelings. You really shouldn't even be eating pizza. You know it's not healthy. Do you have a voice like that? 30 minutes after placing the order, the pizza has been delivered and the delightful smell of cheese and buttery soft crust is filling my house. My stomach is rumbling and my mouth is watering. I put on the newest episode of Project Runway or Grey's Anatomy and I promise myself I'm only going to have one, maybe two slices. And those first few bites are divine. And then suddenly my show's over and, hey, what happened to the pizza? I swear I only had two. Okay, maybe three slices. 
where's the rest of the pizza? I couldn't possibly have eaten all of it. All except that lonely slice staring at me. Well, crap. I did it again. I promised myself I'd only have two slices, and now there was only one slice left. This is when the shame and the guilt really started to creep in. Do I save that slice for Brian? If I do that, I'll have to explain why there's only one slice left. I can't possibly tell him I ate the whole darn pizza. He'll think I'm disgusting. Do I eat the last slice, getting rid of all the evidence? (sighs) Wow, I'm so full. How could I possibly eat one more? Um, what do I do with the empty pizza box? If Brian sees the empty pizza box and there aren't any slices left, he'll know for sure that I ate the entire thing again. So I stashed that lonely slice in a Tupperware container and put it in my lunchbox for the next day. And then I take the empty pizza box out back, move around the recycling in the bin, and hide it under some other boxes, papers, and plastics. And then I hope and pray that he doesn't notice the box before I get the bin out for pickup. I know I'm not alone in this. I've heard from so many women how they hid the remnants of their binges. Have you ever hid the evidence after a binge? The shame was overwhelming for me, and those nasty voices in my head grew louder and louder, calling me a loser, a failure, a fat ass, telling me how Brian was going to find the evidence and be so disgusted with me he'd leave and find someone who didn't eat the whole freaking pizza. Lay awake in bed for hours. These thoughts consumed me and my stomach was so full I could barely move. Some nights I even became nauseous. Back then I thought, I need stronger willpower. I need to stop self-sabotaging. I need to stop eating when I'm upset. Maybe I just won't order pizza for the next six months. It shouldn't be this hard to not eat an entire pizza. Anyone else have those kinds of conversations with themselves? I was miserable. Truly miserable. I felt gross, and I shamed myself because I wasn't able to stop eating. I really didn't want to feel like that anymore. I wasn't happy, and my own personal disdain for my weight and my body was starting to really affect the quality of my life. It wasn't the life I wanted for myself, and if you relate in any way to this example, I'm sure it isn't the life you envisioned for yourself either. And that's why I'm so glad you found this show. Because what I share with you in this show is the simplest way to no more relying on willpower to get you through the day or even a kid's birthday party. You'll be able to enjoy food without thinking about how good or bad it is for you. You'll be able to stop trying diet after diet. And you'll finally feel at peace around food. Even though I'm now able to eat whatever I want, whenever I want, and no longer feel guilty about my eating habits, It took years to figure it all out. I had to unlearn everything I thought was the right thing to do because I quickly discovered how wrong they were. I had to test out different formulas to see which ones worked for me and my body. I struggled a lot. I kept thinking of all the health gurus that had told me it was a simple equation of burn more calories than you consume. Only that wasn't working. I wasn't losing weight. In fact, I even gained some. And I was miserable. I decided to try intermittent fasting since I was eating a majority of my calories in one sitting anyway. Only then I woke up starving and I wasn't allowed to eat for hours. It took a lot of time and patience and unlearning all that diet culture had taught me. 
I invested in myself and my education in the disordered eating, intuitive eating, and body image spaces. And what I discovered through all of the trial and error and education was that it wasn't that I had no willpower or that I wasn't strong enough to say no to the junk food or that it was normal to track all of the food or think about every single bite I put in my mouth or doing hours of cardio daily. I discovered that none of those things were normal or helpful. I figured out that I, in fact, had the power within me all along. It was a total Dorothy in Wizard of Oz moment. I realized I had been listening to everyone else tell me what my body should look like, and when it didn't meet those standards, I was feeling very poorly about myself. I realized that I had been listening to all the health gurus tell me how, when, and what to eat. I also realized that I had been zoning out every time I ate. Back then, I always looked like I had my shit together, but on the inside, I was deathly afraid someone would find out about my hatred for my body and my secret binges. If people found out how I really thought and felt, I would be exposed for the imposter I thought I was. If people knew the real me, the me who didn't have her shit together, the me who hated what she saw in the mirror, the me who binged almost every time I was alone, if people knew that me, I shudder to remember how petrified I was of being found out. But that was then. Today is a completely different story. Once I started to address being kinder to my body, listening to my body, and being mindful with my meals, everything changed for me. This emotional eating revolution didn't just work for me. It's worked for my clients as well. I want to share a short case study with you. It's important that you see examples of what real success looks like so you can ground yourself in knowing that it's possible for you too. I also want to mention that most of the time I share case studies, the names have been changed for confidentiality. Susan had bariatric surgery years ago and was continuing on her journey and reached out to me for some added guidance when her thoughts about food hadn't shifted, but she was no longer able to eat like she did without getting really sick. After Susan went through the emotional eating revolution, she experienced a huge shift in her relationship with food. She no longer felt she had to eat certain foods or stay away from other foods. She felt comfortable choosing foods for her body, and she stopped eating to the point of discomfort. Now imagine you looking and feeling totally amazing in your skin, feeling confident and at peace around food learning ways to manage emotions other than eating, feeling satisfied after eating, no more finishing dinner and 30 minutes later craving something sweet or salty. I'm going to share three secrets with you. And next episode, I'll dive deeper into each secret. But for today, I just want to share them with you to get your brain thinking. Diet culture wants you to feel bad about yourself. So it has convinced you that emotional eating is a bad thing. The biggest secret, secret number one, is that emotional eating is not a bad thing. In fact, it's a valid coping tool and something we all do, even if we don't realize it. Diet culture has also convinced you that you are at fault for all of your failed attempts because you don't have enough willpower to stick to it. My second secret is that willpower is a myth. Not mythical like beautiful and majestic unicorns. No, it's a lie we've all been sold and bought into that only makes us feel like shit. And for my third secret, mindfulness is a superpower. 
I know, I know, I know. Mindfulness is all the rage among the cool kids these days. And I'm happy to report I've been using mindfulness long before it was the cool thing to do. So stick around for the next episode where I'll share why it's a superpower and how you can use it to end your struggle with emotional eating. Okay, okay, okay. That wasn't very nice of me to tease you like that. Get you all excited about what you can do about your emotional eating by sharing three secrets with you and then not sharing all the juicy details of the secrets. But I also want to make sure these episodes are easy for you to consume. And let's be real. I know this because I'm guilty of it too. Had I shared all of the details of the three secrets, you would have forgotten most of what I said before you were able to put it into practice. Breaking it up into two episodes, this way you get to experience a little of the anticipation of opening Christmas presents and you know the next episode is sure to be a good one. Until then, friends, I wish you all the best.